You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1049 of the Lots of Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Friday evening in emergency fashion. There is a trade to discuss, a three-team deal with DeLon Wright coming to Atlanta to address their backup point guard situation. We'll talk about that later on in the podcast. And I was not planning on recording this evening, but there's enough to get to a headline by that trade that I had to break in. I'm still on the road, so my apologies for the lack of audio quality. I'll be home in a couple of days, at least for a few days before I go to Las Vegas. But thank you for your patience, and I record as fast as I possibly could on this Friday evening. So before we get to the trade in the second half of this podcast, it'll be probably a short one here, just for full disclosure on the show in this sort of extra podcast. But the introductory press conference for Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper happened on Friday afternoon at Emory. No big news other than both guys said that they were going to be excited to get started in Las Vegas. Um, The Hawks will be playing a summer league game in nine days as I record this. So uh, not a huge surprise that they're uh, sort of had that on their brain at this point in time. They'll start practicing a few days before that starts. So within the next week, the summer league team will be convening in Las Vegas and uh, planning to monitor on that front. But uh, Johnson and Cooper both seem very excited. Normal introductory press conference stuff, and we talked about that yesterday on the podcast. If you missed anything from yesterday, it's still available in the feed, and we will talk much, much more about Johnson and Cooper in the coming days on the show. Um, on the free agency front, Mark Stein reported on Friday that teams are, um, sorry, the teams that were interested in John Collins and free agency have quote grown increasingly pessimistic that Collins can be signed away from the Hawks. End quote. Uh, Mark Stein, very plugged in guy. And also that adds to, re- to the report from Woj on Thursday night during the draft about the optimism of the Hawks and Collins finding a deal before uh, he hits the actual market. Um, free agency opens on Monday night, by the way. So it seems like all indications are that people expect that to get done. Nothing is official at this point in time. I'm sure there could be wrenches thrown in the coming days. I will be questioning to see if there's a, if it's a four-year deal or a five-year deal for a little bit less than the max. Um, my favorite construction is like that five for 125, five for 130 kind of deal for Collins. But that's all out there. But all signs point to some optimism and some encouragement on Collins returning to Atlanta. Uh, one more thing. This is kind of the uh, non sequitur, but Jerry Colangelo of Team USA fame gave an interview in which he was asked about Trey Young not being on the team, and he gave a quote that made the rounds that Hawks fans did not enjoy, and I don't blame them whatsoever. Uh, here is Colangelo's quote about Trey Young. Quote, I'm happy that he wants to play for USA Basketball. He's done really well in the NBA, but predicated on what we felt we needed, he didn't fit the bill this time around. He's a young player, has a future with USA Basketball, but it was the opinion of a staff that it wasn't now. It's for others to make the declaration that you made a mistake. End quote. So, uh, interesting stuff there from Colangelo. I'm on record as saying that Trey would help Team USA. I know Hawks fans are as well. Trey has sort of been pretty public about wanting to play, all that stuff. But uh, you know, it's just one of those things that fuels the fire of Hawks fans that are frustrated that he was not asked to play. And uh, I don't really have a huge takeaway beyond that, but uh, certainly a noteworthy quote that was making the rounds. And the last thing on the news front is that Hoops Rumors reported that E.B. Watson will sign an Exhibit 10 contract with the Hawks and play with the, play for the team in, in Summer League in Las Vegas. Watson actually 
is someone I'm familiar with because he started his career at, in college at Michigan, where I am a fan of, of, of the Wolverines. Then he transferred to Dayton, played the last two years at Dayton. It's sort of a four-year player plus a transfer season, so he's a little bit older. He's 23, almost 24 years old at this point in time. But he shot it well last year at Dayton, and you know, 6'5", pretty skilled guy, another body for the summer league roster. I would expect that he would be a very long shot to make the actual team next year, but another guy that's that was been at least reported. And at some point this week, we'll get a summer league roster to sort of parse through and go through in advance of Las Vegas. All right, before we get to the trade that was the headliner of Friday, a word from our sponsors on today's podcast, and the first of which is betonline.ag. Even with the season over now for the Atlanta Hawks, BetOnline is still your home for the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season, for example, is still in full swing. You can check all the action at BetOnline, get all the latest news, odds, and information for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, UFC, MMA, golf, tennis, auto racing, entertainment bets, and much, much more. Before the next pitch or dribble, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their run to the playoffs. And even when they're in the playoffs, head to the website right now at betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Yes, that's checking out betonline.ag for 50% and extra cash and a welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code Locked On. The promo code is Locked On for 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also sponsored by the good folks at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for absolutely everyone? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're always passionate about their favorites. But if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're absolutely missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and available this week only, get the new Built Bar flavor, it's grasshopper cookie. What does it taste like? Well, this is Built Bar's version of the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all of that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. My favorite flavor always changes, but this is one of my favorites. It's fantastic. And if you haven't tried all of the flavors just yet, you can get a mixed box where you get to choose. We're going to get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also very healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories range from 130 to 180, only 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. If you order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry, whatever you like, Built Bar is the place to do that, and it's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, get 15% off on your next order with the promo code LOCKED15. That's 15% off your next order if you use the promo code LOCKED15. Check it all out at BuiltBar.com. All right, so we'll get into the three-team deal that was uh, reportedly consummated on Friday. As of this moment, as I'm recording this at about 10 p.m. Eastern time on Friday, nothing official here from the Hawks, so we're still going off of the reporting from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. It's not been confirmed by a couple places, The Athletic, the AJC, etc., but nothing official announced by the Hawks at this point. But a three-team deal, Chris Dunn and Bruno Fernando heading out of Atlanta, and DeLon Wright coming back to Atlanta. The Hawks also sending out a 2023 second-round pick. I'm not sure which one of those yet. For the record, the Hawks actually have four second-round picks right now in 2023, their own and three others, so I'm not sure which one of those that will be, and it's a couple years out, but that's something that we'll come back to if I find that information out in the coming days. It was originally reported on Friday afternoon as a two-team deal with Boston and Atlanta with Tristan Thompson coming to the Hawks 
in which that was sort of a reaction of, you know, Thompson could have plugged, could have plugged the backup center hole that the Hawks have with Akahong a- 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 Wu out for a while next season. With that said, um, instead of that, they'll be plugging their backup point guard hole instead of that role. So uh, interesting deal here. I will say this. I like the line right. I always have. He's a pretty intriguing role player. Not going to be a star level guy. He's 29 years old. Um, a six-year vet with Toronto, Memphis, Dallas, Detroit, and Sacramento. A guy who is, you know, I would say about 6'5 is where he's listed at. Uh, certainly a big physical guard. Not a pure, pure, pure point guard, but someone that I think is a backup point guard type. He can play a little bit of the two as well. Not a great shooter, although he's made strides there. But he can make an open look. He's a better shooter than Chris Dunn by a lot, that's for sure. A good defender, not as good as Dunn, but certainly a much, much better offensive player than Chris Dunn is right now. And a very solid backup point guard option. It's basically what I was, the way that I would describe DeLon Wright. We'll come back to him, I'm sure, later on in the offseason with a more in-depth scouting report on Wright. But I think, you know, broadly speaking, he is at least an average backup point guard, if not an above-average one. I've always liked him, and uh, he's a quality, quality option for that role behind Trey Young and also someone who, I get, who, again, can play with him or without him, which is something that I would definitely be looking for in an ideal world for the Hawks. Um, on the money front... Uh, Wright is due about $8.5 million for next year, which I, I think is probably a little bit more than he's probably worth. But with Chris Dunn making $5 million and Bruno making $1.7 million, um, that is sort of, a, it's, it's, it's always close to a wash. They'll also be taking on a little bit extra salary here, nothing huge. And on the money front, it doesn't really matter too much other than the potential tax ramifications, which I don't really care about all that much. And also Wright makes less than Thompson was going to be making. So keep that in mind as well. More importantly than the money, though, the roster spot creation is pretty intriguing. Now, Atlanta doesn't have a huge roster crunch just yet, but when you factor in free agents like even Nathan Knight or Skylar Mays or Brandon Goodwin or Lou Williams or a backup center that has to be signed at some point in time, there are you know a dwindling number. You know, two-way, two-way deals for sure have to be signed. Those are sort of separate, but it does not hurt to create some roster flexibility, especially through the prism of this. You know, I like Chris Dunn. I thought the Hawks should have signed him last summer slash fall they did that but it was obviously a lost season and I'm not sure that he would have had a, a, a real prominent role next year it does not surprise me at all as I said a few even days ago that I thought Dunn might be traded in the coming days so no no, no huge surprise there and Wright is flat out better than Dunn uh, you know again Dunn is a better defender than Wright because Dunn is an awesome defender but offensively it's not particularly close so I would lean uh, Wright pretty convincingly as an overall player against Dunn and um, as for Bruno, I still think Bruno actually has a path to being an NBA role player at some point in time, but it was not going to happen in Atlanta, I don't think. I, mean, he's, I think he's a change of scenery guy. He's still pretty young, but that's not a surprise either. I thought the Hawks might pay to, pay to dump off him of his contract in the coming days at some point. So they kind of do a two-for-one here. Two guys who I thought were probably not going to be in the rotation for a guy who will be in DeLon Wright, and that makes a lot of sense through that lens. Now, in addition to plugging that hole, I got a lot of questions about three different players. So I'll start with Lou Williams and Brandon Goodwin. Um, the Hawks, I think, could could conceivably still sign one of those guys back. Now, both of them, probably not. When you factor in, uh, you know, Cooper, the potential for Skylar Mays, plus, more importantly, Wright and Trey, I'd be surprised if they were to bring back both Lou and Goodwin at this point in time. Now, Lou is a very, very, very different player than DeLon Wright. Those guys are both, like, point guard slash combo guard types, but they're very opposite sides of that. Wright is bigger, more physical, better defender, less of a pure scorer, more of a distributor type um, in some in some ways, whereas Lou is obviously a bucket getter, bad defender, etc. Um, I think there is um, some intrigue for me. Um, you could sign Lou. I think maybe this is probably not the best sign for bringing Lou back in terms of the probability of him coming back, 
But I would say the door is still open to some degree because they are very different players. Lou is from Atlanta and might be incentivized to stick around to continue his career if he if it just enjoys that experience. And the Hawks want to keep a, a, a sort of a veteran presence around. They, they seem to really like Lou when he was around with the team last year. So I would say maybe a little bit less likely that he comes back now, but certainly not closed in my mind. Um, also, on the Sharif Cooper front, I know there is a ton of excitement there about Cooper. And by the way, I am very high on Cooper. I thought that pick was a absolute and utter heist at 48, which I, said, which I said last night. But I saw some Hawks fans frustrated about adding a player ahead of him at guard. I'll just say this. I would be shocked, I, and, I, and I would have been shocked before this, if they just went into next season with Cooper as a backup point guard. Just practically speaking, the Hawks being a team that's trying to win at a high, high level next year, it, it just does not happen to have a mid to late first, sorry, mid to late second round pick come in and actually have a defined role by design. Um, if an injury happens, then so be it. But I know Cooper is a better talent than his draft selection, but there's just no world in which the Hawks would have just gone with Cooper as the only backup point guard next year. That was not going to happen. So I was not surprised, nor was I frustrated. Uh, you know, long term, Cooper's upside is awesome, and I think that he'll have some chances um, in Atlanta and College Park this year to hone his skill set and get um, sort of ready for sort of contribute later on. But I would not have gone into the year with Sharif as my backup point guard. That was not going to happen, and I think the Hawks knew that for where they are in their cycle. So having Wright does not you know, bother me whatsoever ahead of Cooper. Cooper, certainly a higher upside player down the line, but um, practically speaking, no surprise there, and uh, not going to be a problem whatsoever. Also, Wright's an expiring contract, so a short-term investment, totally fine through that lens. I think broadly speaking, the team is better now than it was yesterday, and even better than it was two days ago, because they, of course, have Johnson and Cooper as well. So... In the last two days, you add Johnson and Cooper as upside guys for the future. You stabilize back a point guard with DeLon Wright. And I think you can rely, rely more on Wright. He can play point guard in a way that Dunn was not going to be able to. Bruno needs a change of scenery, obviously. So the Hawks get some flexibility with the roster spot. They get a better player, in my mind, and Wright behind Trey Young and as a complimentary guy in the backcourt. So a pretty solid move overall. Not an absolute A-plus home run. Uh, you know, the pick is like a throw-in, but it matters on some level, and it wasn't like a heist of a value, but I think this is a good deal for the Hawks. It makes them better next year. And also, you know, if they bring back Collins, the only need that they have now, really, on the roster is backup center, unless, until Okongwu is back. If you look at the roster up and down, obviously they could make consolidation deals or whatever you want to say, but in terms of actual raw needs, the only thing that I would say on the entire team that is an actual need right now is a backup to Click Capella. And even then, they have Collins, they have Gallo still on the roster. That can be a small investment if they want it to be in the future. So with the Kong, especially with the Kongwu looming to come back midseason. So good shape for the roster. We'll see what free agency uh, sort of lends itself to. Obviously, if Collins were to leave, that would throw a wrench in things in a big way and have to figure out what to, what to do to plug that hole. But if Collins returns, they don't have a whole lot that they absolutely have to do in the coming days. So roster-wise, we'll get into that later on, but they have young talent all up and down the board. They have a couple of interesting roster spot openings. Knight and um, Mays are free agents, as is Goodwin, as is Williams, as is Solomon Hill, by the way, if they want to bring him back, or Tony Snell. The only thing that I can pretty much guarantee you between now and the season starting is that uh, backup center will be signed or acquired in some way. <laughs> in addition, they will not go into the year with only Capella and the injured Okongwu at center. Other than that, that's kind of all I got for you on that roster front. So thank you for listening to the podcast today. Uh, hopefully you can sense my uh, general optimism about this deal. And uh, also going back to yesterday, the draft was a strong performance from Travis Schlenk overall. So 
I think it's been a good week for the Hawks. We'll talk about much, much more next week as free agency begins again. Free agency begins Monday evening, so no time to waste on the Hawks front. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll see you next time.